Last time on Cursebreaker. On the second day of our journey to Tildry, we had to part ways with Maisie and Henry and turned our attention to a darker adventure. In the heart of the mountain, we followed a stream to a cliff's edge which Master Snack decided to jump from. A scuffle with Emery resulted in the rest of the party following Snack down the cliff, and while our heroes survived the Great Fall, Emery is nowhere to be found. As we explored the caverns below, we found a dead kingdom of skeletal dwarves. When Tibio returned a missing finger bone to the skeleton sitting on the throne, they introduced themselves as Mumble Dundas V, the last king of the mountain. When you presented that bone finger, it kind of like magnetized to the incomplete skeleton and attached itself, and he was like thrilled. Um, he immediately remarked that he was whole again, and and um, he's just kind of standing before you, and he's saying, "Where did you, where did you find this?" Uh, I. It was in a collection of cursed objects held by an evil man who was torturing a town, and we took it he uh he holds his finger close to his eye as if he could really see anything out of his eyes or his eye sockets i guess and um he he just says i'm i'm thrilled i've, I've i haven't felt this good in years was your finger cursed are you cursed it wasn't cursed it was just stolen from me so it was not bespelled to find you again it just wanted to find you seems that way well that is good to know there's a lot of skeletons talking to each other mm. at this moment, and it's kind of freaking me out. How are you all, like, moving? What, what's happening here? Well, I assume you felt something, right? Since you've come into the tunnel, you felt a, a pulling. That's why you're down here, no doubt. Mm. Uh, yeah, yes. I yes. <laughs> see. He feels it. Of course. You feel the pulling, telling you to go across the bridge, eh? Yes, how do you know? Because everybody feels it sooner or later. The pull. What's down there exactly? I'm afraid to tell you because I don't want you to seek it out. Mm. Seems pretty good then. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you it's not. There's something down there and it promises to be powerful, but it's nothing but trouble. When my men started to feel it, all of my diggers, all my people, my whole kingdom... They started to feel the pull, and, and they started digging for it. They started volunteering for double shifts and triple shifts, digging for it night and day. And they found it. Ah, why am I getting all sentimental about it? It's so good to see people. Good people. Last time there were people down here, they stole my finger bone, and I'm not too mm. thrilled about it. Uh, no, no, no. Go back. So what did you find? What is it? We'll have time to talk about it over dinner. You are staying for dinner, aren't you? You can't eat your bones. No. I would love to stay for dinner. I'm so glad to make I, so many skeleton friends. Uh, but how are you moving? I mean, I'm kind of used to bones because my friend here, but there's a there's an alive thing inside that that's moving <laughs> the bones. So I really question this, and it makes me scared because uh, this feels like necromancy. It's not necromancy. It's... um. More of a curse, really. Okay. 
But um, I curse you, sir. I feel like I'm among friends, seeing um, your friend here. Uh, wh- what is your name, um, Sir Skeleton? Oh, my name is Tibio Femmer, and I am so glad to meet you. Glad to meet you, Mumble Dandis, but you can call me Mumble. I, I was serious about dinner. Of course, we can't eat, but you can. I don't trust it. <laughs> Why, how do you have food? How is it still good? Why do you have food? We used to have a thriving kingdom down here. We know how to feed ourselves. You are clearly old bones. <laughs> and I don't trust that your food is still good. It's, it's cursed food, isn't it? Well, you don't have to take me up on my offer, I suppose. That's not being a very gracious guest, Dooley. Mm. Let's try the bone food. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You guys can see at the bottom of the stairs, kind of where you came from into this throne room, that there are four other skeletons that you had seen before, all kind of anxiously looking up the stairs. And when you look back at them, they look away as if they they weren't looking at anything in particular. Um, Said, um, I'm afraid to say we're down to a bit of a... Skeleton crew here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh my! But we'll get you served up something nice. Um, just uh, have a seat at the long stone table. Um, just go back down the hall and take a lift. Can I use that one, the skeleton crew? <laughs> mm. I suppose he kind of sees you like writing it down, and he says, "I suppose just give credit where credit's due." Oh, absolutely. <laughs> can I vibe check this guy? Yes, you can. Thank you. I thought you vibe checked him when we walked in, but maybe not. God, why am I so bad at this? You stop vibe checking. Uh, seven. (laughs) I literally feel like that happened last time, but maybe it was for a different check, like a different person. There are a lot of vibe checks last time. She's never succeeded a vibe check. (laughs) (laughs) No. Someday. I have rolled under ten every single time. Terrible judge of character. I just don't know Or she's just like, everywhere Uli goes, there's there's a bad vibe. She's so skeptical and she's just like, whatever. (laughs) No, let's at least see if they have alcohol. That's always safe. I have my own, but I'll sit with you. Okay. <laughs> Holly's will go down the hall, yeah. Mumble says, we've had plenty of time to ferment a whole bunch of different things. Um, here. He uh, gestures down to some of the skeletons at the bottom of the stairs, and he says, uh, Marcus, why don't you show them to the table and get them set up? And uh, you see one of the two guard skeletons that was at the front uh, kind of um, raises his hand and then gestures to you guys to walk toward him. And um, you follow him. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I am just, like, traipsing down the stairs, skipping yeah. down the hall. And this place isn't, like, you know, it's it's cold and dark, but it's not necessarily inhospitable. It's, like, pretty well kept, and, you know, it's swept clean, and, um, you know, there's not, like, rotting, awful things everywhere. How, um, how is the space lit? Um, so there's this there's this blue glowing moss everywhere. Okay. You said that earlier, yeah. or last time, yeah. Okay. And it, yeah, it's it's also kind of burning, but it, the light is still pretty dim, so it's very like moody in here. Is it like you said it's blue? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they uh, lead you kind of back down the hall where you came from, and they take a left, um, and you pass by a, a a huge circular stone door that's set into the wall, and it's got a big square uh, keyhole in it. Uh, and you had seen before that Mumble had a, a large square key around his neck. Um, and you just pass by that without comment. And Marcus says, um, you can all get set up over here at this table. <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. <laughs> Thank you so much, Marcus. It is so good to meet you as well. We'll have something delicious for you in just a few minutes. Uh, be patient. It's been a while since we've had guests. It's a long stone table. Yeah. Uh, 
I would like to sit with my back to the table so I have my eye on the room. Okay. Um. <laughs> Is there moss in this room? A little bit, yeah. Um, Holly wants to, while they're waiting for the food, she wants to inspect the moss more closely just okay. to see if she can, like, identify it as any, like, magical thing that she may have used in the past. Mm. Um, so it's just a, is that a knowledge Do check? Do knowledge nature, yeah. Knowledge nature, okay. She's very curious about any magical, like, natural things, mm -hmm. so. Ooh, not good. Not good. Nature. Nature. <laughs> nature, nature. Wait, was knowledge nature. wisdom? Nature, nature is intellect. Intellect. Wait, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I see. Um, only eleven. Okay. Um, this is probably something you haven't seen before. You're not much of a cave dweller. Okay. I'm gonna. Um, can I? I'm gonna touch it. Okay. It's uh. It it's like. It's a hot, like hot steam. Like the flame feels more like steam than anything that actually hurts you. So even oh, though even though I'm touching the moss part, yeah. So okay. so there there is like this golden flame that licks up kind of every now and then, and that just feels like warm steam. Oh, I see. And then the moss itself, it's like it's like a like a piping hot like water bottle kind of thing, but it's not so hot that you can't leave your hand on it. I'm gonna conduct a series of small tests. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm more confused about it after. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna yes. take a little scrap of paper out of my pocket and just see if I can burn it by uh, holding it The paper end. doesn't burn. Um, I'm going to hold a piece of my cloth of my, like, uh, dress, just the sleeve over it, yeah. and, like, try to, like, lay my arm in it. You can see, like, the wrinkles being worked out of your sleeve. Cool. This is amazing. Holly's, like, just de-wrinkling all her clothes because she's, like, gross <laughs> from the last few days of travel. Um, I'm going to try to uh, take a patch of it okay. and put it in my pack. Sure. When you put it into your pack, uh, you notice that uh, it stops burning after a while, mm. um, and that it, it goes from a, a dull blue, uh, or sorry, it goes from like a bright glowing blue to sort of like a, a pale whitish blue that's not that's no longer burning. Mm. That's an interesting specimen. Uh, to save this file, this will leave for later for more research. So. Cool. Um, yeah, the uh, you guys can hear some uh, skeletons uh, behind um, a closed door, like a little ways away, and uh, they're like frantically like running around in the kitchen, like shouting to each other. Uh, <laughs> they're they're like they sound very excited to like have guests in the first place. Um, uh, what else do you guys do while you wait? There's no skeletons in the room with us. No, no, no. You've been kind of like left on your own. Um. Uh, I'm getting up. Okay. I'm going to the door. We can hear them behind. Okay. And I am pressing my ear to it. Okay. To listen. Uh, you hear really quietly. One of them just goes, just do it, just do it, just do it. And then you hear another one go, okay, 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 here I go. And uh, the door kind of like opens with you like right up against it. And you hear, oh, sorry, didn't see you there. <clears throat> sorry. Um, sorry, weird. Took so long. Would you have a seat? Do I have to? Nope. And he walks right past right. you. <laughs> he, uh, he puts this closed uh, silver tray that he's holding with one of those big uh, domed lids on it. And he sets it on the table and he opens it up. And there is an upside down rat skeleton that is garnished with a bunch of like broken up mold. And he says, dinner is served. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> How do you guys react to that? Uh, oh, no. Tibio is thrilled doesn't understand that this is food 
and thinks that it is uh, just a skeletal offering, <laughs> something something between art and a toy, mm. and uh, like a wishbone. <laughs> just it's just like a like a like an art installation. Okay. Um, and he thinks that they don't understand French, and that's why they said bon appetit. <laughs> and <laughs> so he says, uh, "Oh, merci for this rat. That is so exciting!" And uh, he animates it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it uh, it flips over and starts kind of acting like a rat would, um, sort of sniffing around the table. And uh, he he says, "Okay, didn't see that coming." And then uh, you hear some like snickering and giggling from inside the kitchen again. And uh, you see three other skeletons in there being like, they thought we were actually going to feed him a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they just start cracking up. Um, a I, moment after that, go ahead. I glare at them from the doorway. They, they kind of file out one after another, and they, they bring you uh, freshly cooked uh, fish, um, like actual fish, um, and lay them out on the table uh, along with some mushrooms and some like grilled lichens with rock salt. Hmm. And so it's actually like a fairly appetizing meal that they put together in almost no time. Um, but they lay it out all on the table, and uh, what becomes of that skeletal rat? I just kind of let it roam. Okay. I let it do its thing. I'm yeah. not trying to control it. I just animated it and then sure. let it do its own thing. Yeah, it, it begins its new life. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this is a little more like it. <laughs> and uh, all four of the skeletons are standing around the table, and they're like within like like 30 inches of you, like watching you eat, <laughs> and like they're just kind of like nodding. And, like, they, like, keep looking at each other, and they're just, like, nodding and watching you, and they seem to, like, really focus on your chewing, and every time you swallow, they look at each other, and they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> is, is this some weird kink thing? I, I'm not consenting. Uli, please stop. You just, it's okay, Uli. Like, they just probably are excited to be with the living again. Oh, you got that right. And uh, Mumble walks back into the room and uh, he sits at the head of the table and he looks at his skeletal friends and he says, uh, says get on with you. He's like, quit freaking him out. <laughs> but yes, you're right. It's been a long time since we've been able to enjoy food of any kind and it's nice to watch it happen. Hmm. Who would have ever thought? Polly's like eating and neatly like cutting up her fish and eating and she's like, I really feel for you. I really do. And uh, you can see the skeletons are like intentionally looking away now when you guys go to like actually put a bite in your mouth. Snack is looking very closely at Holly and um, not using utensils, but using his talons to like cut his food very neatly <laughs> and then skewering it with his nails and eating it. He's learning manners. <laughs> so to fill in the gaps from earlier, um, we are cursed more or less. Uh, about 80 years ago now. We started feeling that pull, and like I said, my, all of my miners, they started wanting to work. They started wanting to dig all day and all night until they broke through and they found it. And what they found was bones. It was a, a, a skeletal dragon. It was curled around Ooh. this white glowing crystal deep in the mountain. The Arkenstone. <laughs> I called it the Farkenstone. <laughs> um, a skeletal dragon, was it just a whole entire dragon, like all one piece? Just it, protecting the stone? Well, it was just put together, it was curled around it like a dragon hides their hoard, but it was just mm. one crystal. That it, is amazing. We thought it was, you know, just another monster, like you see every day, but 
Eventually we learn the truth of it. As my men, my people, my kingdom, they kept trying to get to the crystal, day in and day out. Even though they knew it wasn't possible, they knew it was claimed, they kept trying. And they kept dying. Was the dragon, like, alive when you found him? Not at all. It's bones. Mm -hmm. What killed them? Not eating. Being near the crystal. Starving to death. What was preventing them from finding their way through the dragon skeleton? They couldn't defeat it. The dragon wanted it more than they did. Oh, it was animate then? Incredibly animated. It breathes black ash that'll melt the flesh off your bones. This all seems very unreasonable. So as far as you know, the dragon's uh, still down there. Oh, I know it's still down there. How do you know? We can hear it every now and then. You'll hear it shriek. And does so they are still cursed. <gasps> we heard it shriek when we jumped on the... I'm warning you now, if you let this crystal start to pull on you, you're going to end up like us. The crystal doesn't let you die. It makes you want it forever. We can be immortal then. Oh, see, Uh-oh. this is not a life. He looks down at Snack, and uh, all the skeletons in the room look down at Snack, and uh, Marcus walks, walks over to you behind your chair, and he says, Trust me, friend, there's nothing glamorous about immortal. I'm not Irish or Scottish, I just decided to put that on right now. There's nothing glamorous <laughs> about that accent. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have a question for you, um, Mumble, Mumble Dun, Dundas, Mister. Um, you know that I noticed the door that we walked by to get here, uh, and the little square key around your neck looks like it could go in that. I mean, I just was sort of curious what you guys are all still guarding here. Um, that's our vault. That's where we keep our wealth, our riches. I see. Is that how you bought this excellent fare? <laughs> no, that's uh, thanks to Marcus and my chefs. Um, what are you doing with it? With what? Your wealth. There's nothing to do with it. Okay. It just sits. Were you always bones, or um, is this something that occurred? Oh, no. I, I passed away, I think, about 60 years ago now. The dragon appeared about 80 years ago. So, one by one, my kingdom um, died through natural causes or at the... Anger and wrath of the dragon made of bones or any number of other things, but we're all gone now. All of us. None of us are still living, but some of us are still animated. My fear, my 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 heart breaks every day for the miners that I lost because they're dismembered, they're pulverized, but they're still animated. Nothing will free us of this curse. It doesn't matter how far we disassemble each other. We're still here. Their souls are trapped down there with the dragon? I believe so. Are they still digging? Many of them are still trying to get to the crystal. But if this curse were to be lifted, you... Well, I guess you'd die. You wouldn't exist anymore. He uh, looks around the room and he says, I think you're right. And I think most of us are... Pretty okay with that at this point. And uh, there's a couple solemn nods around the room. Oh, that's heavy, man. My friends, we must help these people. They are trapped. Yes, we must kill them all. He says, oh no. 
But I've I've watched far too many adventurers come down here just to hear the dragon shriek and watch them all get turned to ash. Hmm. Listen, I'd love to help, but I think a bone dragon is a little outside of our uh, weight class, you know? <clears throat> Besides, I'd need someone who's got experience with getting rid of mage or curses. Wait a minute. We, we know people like that. We, we do know a couple of curse breakers. Miss Veronica and... The old guy. If Mumble had eyebrows, he would see them go up a little bit, and he says, ah, <laughs> As much as I'd love to take up your offer, I, I can't risk anybody else getting wrapped up in this. Yeah. I mean, you have nothing to lose. I don't, but they do. It's true. We have a lot to lose. Um, and we also have to get to Tildry. So how do we get out of here, Mr. Mumblebee? But oh. Holly, before we get too far, we have a lot to lose, but we have a lot to gain as well. Um, mm, doesn't really sound like it, Snack. Unless you want to end up like a skeleton forever. Preferably not. Not a skeleton, but he has this door that's full of all these awesome things behind the door, right? With that key. And I point to his key on his chest. Well, yes, we do have quite a bit of um, awesome things mm. behind that door, but uh, we've also got some not awesome things. Not rad. You oh, see, no. <laughs> uh, not all of us got on well as skeletons. Um, it takes a lot of positivity every day to kind of keep your head about you when you're just a skeleton and, well, some of us fell to madness. So they're in bone jail. Uh, that's a, a, a pretty lightweight term for it, but yes, their minds are gone. They're lost to darkness and they, they scrabble day and night against that vault door trying to get out and back to the crystal, but I, I can't let them. Hmm. I'm so sorry. I mean, what would happen if they did go back? I just, I, I can't imagine. Well, if, if they were allowed to go back, they would just be lost down there, and any solution would be harder to implement. Mm. Digged, digged into dust, or destroyed by the dragon's black Their souls fire. would still be trapped, and if there was someone who came along and was able to lift the curse, they would have to go physically toward them. Mm. But if the curse is lifted, the skeletons in the vault won't be an issue. Correct, I'd assume we would all just be finally laid to rest. Hmm. Snack must use your restroom. Where is it? He he looks up at Marcus for some reason. The privy. And Marcus shrugs and they say, Um, the wing that had all of the lavatories uh, fell into the cliff a few months ago. Um, you'll have to just go off the edge. I'll just go back to the other corner I used last time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that does that smell. Oh, <laughs> I need to go to the little boy's room, too. I'm going to follow Snake. Very well. Um, I don't trust them. Tibio, tell me about your bones. Oh, <laughs> my bones are ancient, and they are handed down from my family. Generation to generation, they have been imbued with great power, and they have great meaning to me and my family. And we... Um, no, you were doing good. And then I want Holly, to ask... Wait. As what? you were saying that, um, Holly uh, is like 
she's like nodding along and she's heard the story a few times now and she's then like whispering under her breath like and handed down from generation generation." (laughs) Um, and so she's just like saying the story along with tibio so i have i have a story for each bone so i i say oh do you want to know their individual stories i can tell you i can tell you this finger bone came from the great female guardian of many generations ago and he slayed a dragon and he uh, fell asleep in a forest and then he never woke up and they found his bones many years later but they had uh, good good healing and this elbow came from um, my aunt (laughs) (laughs) these are all from different beings yes well some of them are from the same person but never right next to each other that is very cool, Tibio. Thank you. I think so, too. Where are your bones from? These are all original. <laughs> <laughs> um, Marcus leans down. He says, I've traded up a few times in my life. See these? These are Shannon's shins. They were much longer <laughs> than mine. I needed a little bit more mad vert, if you know what I mean. So, <laughs> got myself some of Shannon's shins. <laughs> Shannon doesn't mind, do you, Shannon? And there's like a skull on a shelf somewhere, and she goes, "No." <laughs> uh, I I don't want to be here anymore. Well, I don't see how we could break the curse ourselves, but I think that maybe we could find someone who knows how and come back, or we learn how and come back yeah. and come back. Because yeah. those tattoos are pretty cool. I think they would age you greatly. That was what the curse breaker said. That if you remove a curse, it takes it takes some of your life. The suicide spell. Yes. I forgot about that one. Um, according to Bert's notes here. Um, Bert, thank you. <laughs> we all have copies of Bert's notes. <laughs> um, there are three steps to destroy a curse. Um, King Mumble. I don't know if you've heard this before. Never. Okay. Well, we learned this on the road. We're great adventurers now. Um, but you have to feed the curse. Uh, it's attracted to life. So, yep, check. D- did that one with your with your flesh. Um, and then <laughs> we have to find the source. Um, it's usually an item. So, in this case, it's probably that crystal, right? It's yeah. the crystal. Yeah, I... probably that crystal. Okay. <laughs> and then, um, okay, step three. Uh, and this is where it gets a little crazy. Uh, we got to destroy it by overwhelming it with the suicide spell. That does seem a little strange and perhaps a little strangely simple, but you did make me think of something. <gasps> yes. We don't necessarily need to defeat the dragon. We just need to destroy the crystal, eh? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, theoretically. Well, my thinking has been stuck in that we'd never be able to destroy the dragon. We just we just can't. As of yesterday, we're down to just me and the four of us. Hmm. And Shannon's head. <laughs> <laughs> Suffice to say, I appreciate your good intention, but... Um, if you leave today, there's no coming back. Why? Well, the, the dragon's been a little uh, intolerant of us lately, and 
It's been destroying more and more of the castle. There's little left of it. The bridge was destroyed yesterday. Wait. We can't even get over into the mines. Wait, wait, wait. The dragon leaves its lair it and does. comes here to attack the castle. Whenever we provoke it, whenever we make any kind of attempt to better our situation, That's it seems it. to know. That's it. We just need to get the dragon out of its lair and then we can get to the crystal. I see. Unless it doesn't bring it with it, does it? No, no, no. And and it doesn't know you're here either. Ooh, heist. Crystal heist. <laughs> we just... If we could go... While the dragon is distracted and destroy the crystal, we could break the curse. We could be curse breakers. Holly's holding the notes. To figure out how to overwhelm it, though. Well, we we can just figure that out when we get there. Yeah. (laughs) It's worked well for us so far. (laughs) Has it? (laughs) I mean... We can overwhelm it with love and friendship. Do you know anything about the crystal, uh, Monsieur Mumble? Um... I've seen it just one time. That's the closest I ever got to it, was the entrance of the cave, the chamber. It's a huge, spherical, dome-like chamber with a a pillar in the middle of it. That's where the dragon sleeps curled around the crystal. And that's where he keeps it, sort of embedded in that pillar in the center of the room. It's high up, difficult to get to. It's um, about the size of a watermelon. It's a big sucker. Snack and Bert. So yeah. you guys have had left. What's what's how's that going? You guys left the room. So Snack left first, and I don't know if he's noticed that Bert is coming as well yet. Mm. So, Bert, are you trying to be hidden or are you not? Uh, I mean, I want to see what Snack is doing, so I will stay try to stay hidden. This is episode two in Bert tailing Snack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. didn't go well last time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Snack, where are you heading to? Uh, as soon as I can get out of um, sight, uh, Snack will uh, start making his way back towards the bridge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you uh, you plod through the pool and all the soggy pillows out there, and you make it back out to where the bridge is destroyed. And so what you're looking across is like a 50 foot empty open air span, and at halfway through that, at about the 25 foot mark, is a pillar that used to support the bridge that's still standing. Mm. Uh, Snack uh, reaches into his lamp and pulls out the dowsing rod mm. item and mm. he's um he's, he's mumbling to himself quietly it's got to be around here somewhere he's yeah as you pull out the, the dowsing rod it refuses to go any other direction than directly across the bridge you can't you can't even like once you orient this thing you can't pull it away from that direction i see well it might be um i don't know i should have a companions around for distraction perhaps it's <laughs> a dragon uh, mm. mr snake uh, it seems you missed the lavatory. Oh, Bert. Uh, yes. Well, uh, I figured um, I like I like peeing on pillows, so that's uh, I came back here <laughs> and I start peeing on one of the pillows. Oh my god! Well, when in Rome. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this brings up a very important question: <laughs> What kind of pants does Snack wear? <laughs> Is he just is he just have himself out in the open air all the time? I know I he's a cloak. He was in a loincloth. I know he's a cloak. He's got a cloak, and I think uh, in order to be in towns, he did have to compromise and wear a loincloth. <laughs> now that we're in the underdark, though, I, he may or may not. He probably doesn't have it on anymore. <laughs> so just cloak. Yeah. Also, does he fold up his little loincloth and put it in his pocket of his cloak for later, <laughs> or does he just rip it off? And <laughs> these left, are very important questions. He left yeah. it at the entrance of the cave. <laughs> yeah. Bird's like finally free. (laughs) Bird is a respectful one pillow 
Right. Away <laughs> <laughs> from it's, it's pillow in use, empty pillow, yes. pillow in use. Uh-huh. Yes. 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 Yeah. Pillow etiquette. Uh, so, it's uh, just us boys. Uh, yes, yes. Just us be boys. Be honest, Snack. Are you still feeling that pole across the bridge? I. It's okay. A, a little. Just a little bit, yes. Bert, we must. Hmm. We must procure this crystal life. I feel it. It is called to us, and I think it is part of the grand plan, if you will. Now, this dragon poses quite an issue, though. Um, I figured some of our other allies could perhaps uh, distract it, and then you and me, you and me could secure the crystal. Yes. That's an intriguing plan, Snack. For us. But you know that... (laughs) That crystal seems pretty dangerous. What do you think? What do you think you want to do with it? I don't know. I was going to ask uh, Jeannie, uh, perhaps. Um, but with you around, I don't know if Jeannie likes talking with you. Uh, so. Well, the only time I saw your friend the genie is when he cooked up that octopus at the docks. Yes, yes, he did do that. That was a new one. He has not done that before. Do you think he could do something similar with the crystal? I suppose I could, I could, I could ask him. Um, I'd take out the lamp and I uh, nervously uh, eyes dart back between Bert and the lamp, and then uh, we're done. Shrug my. We're done peeing now. All right, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, shrug my sh- shoulders, and then I will um, uh, smack the lamp on a rock <laughs> a few times. <laughs> kunk, kunk, kunk. Just a minute. Sometimes he takes a while. Uh, and then he, uh, you see, kind of like just his head poke out, so he's got like a long wispy neck. And he's kind of looking out at you, and he says, Master Snack, how can I be of service? Uh. Hello. Uh. I'm Engelbert F.F. Witcherspoon, a friend of Mr. Snack's. Yes, Engelbert, I am familiar with the voice. Very good to meet you, Snack. Yes, Jeannie. What is this? Oh, Jeannie, uh, we were just uh, bonding together, us boys, and um, we were hatching a scheme, <laughs> if you will. Um... <laughs> Here, I'll set you on this pillow. <laughs> set the web. Yeah, okay. Is it, is it a clean pillow? <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's uh, in between It's pillow. the unused one. <laughs> Jeannie, this is our plan. Uh, Bert and I will... Well, d- did you hear about everything? The whole uh, crystal, the magic dragon, skeleton, and all the uh, undead dwarves? I caught enough of it to understand. Yes. It seems like a big curse. That octopus was delicious, but uh, let's say it took a while for me to digest. I think I could handle another one, but you've got to give me a rest after that snack. What do you think, Bert? Well, I'd love to know more about you at another time, Mr. Jim, but... Uh, and I, you, Mr. Engelbert, um, perhaps you would let me uh, peruse that notebook of yours. Oh, by all means, but, well, it's a little better once it'll be published, but, uh... Hmm. Well, anyway, so you're saying you don't think you can absorb or destroy the crystal the way you did the octopus? I can try, but, uh... When it comes to devouring curses, there's a limit. Like, all magic is delicious, certainly. Yes, certainly. Curses are delicious, but, let's say, a bit spicy. They take a toll. Ah. I can't do too much spice in too short a time. But I'm up to try. Because, frankly, Snack hasn't fed me anything else. <laughs> Noted. Well, uh, just so you know, it, 
it's sounding pretty dangerous for me and Snake. Paul for the course, eh? <laughs> I guess so. All right, that's enough time. Jeannie, uh, thank you for talking to Bert. Um, Are you ashamed of me, Snack? No, I, no not, not at all. Uh, Jeannie, I just saw you were talking to Bert a lot, and, you know, like, we just haven't talked much. So, <laughs> perhaps oh, after I this whole... Wanna... Bert just has a lot of interesting things to say. Does he? That he hasn't said before. He's, he's got heard. a lot of... Yeah, he, he does write down a lot of stuff. <laughs> who, knows what, who knows what's real well, and true, but... Bert, I, I hope to learn much well, more about true. you. And, and uh, Bert, I hope to see you says again you. soon. Says, says, says you, Bert. Yep, bye, Jeannie. Thank you. <laughs> We should maybe go tell the others about our plan, right? Oh, um, yes, I suppose. Oh, we're here. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I would, yeah, I assume you guys, you guys walked back into too the, long. The yeah, room. we were like, oh, don't step. You? Careful oh, around those yep. pillows. <laughs> oh, Mr. Snack, we were thinking yeah. that maybe Genie could eat the curse. What gave you such an idea? Because he ate the other curse. Hmm. Great minds, Tibio. It's a pretty good idea. It's like something Bert would have thought of, probably. I believe I thought of it first. Well, Jeannie is my friend, and yes, he said that he would do this for me. That we might be able to... Uh... Oh, you already talked to him. Yes, of course. It's a good idea, and I came up with it first. Um, we, we, we do need to figure out this dragon, well, though. We need to get the melon crystal from the crystal melon stem in the mountain. <laughs> How are we going to distract the dragon, though? Um, well... How did all these pillows get out here? What in the hell is going on? <laughs> don't, uh, Mumbles on it. Don't step on them, I guess. Seriously, there's got to be 600 pillows out here. They're so that's comfortable. That's amazing count, yes. Uh, exactly 600. He Holly, just, like, his eyes, like, dart around the room. 600! <laughs> Holly, like, hey, twirls around, and then she flops onto a pile of pillows. <laughs> dry, dry ones, I hope. <laughs> she doesn't know. Questionable. <laughs> she has no idea. We, we, pointed, all... we pointed out the bad pillows. Yes. Aren't they all floating in water? No. A lot of them are, okay. but a lot of them are mounted on top of. Okay. I have pillows. a question that I meant to ask a while ago. Yeah. Um, this seems to be death magic-y. Mm, yeah. And as a necromancer, would I have any familiarity with that? Or any knowledge of this sort of curse? It's not necromancy in that they were reanimated it's it's that they were disallowed to die okay so they were it's hmm. yeah so if you were if you would were to come in and try to like necromancy the bones they were going to resist you because they still have their own will okay so if that was going to be your angle i was just going to say that the the bones like refuse to respond to your magic because they're not unwilling bones or whatever they didn't die right yeah they're just they're they're not re-dead, they're undead. Right. They have yeah. they have not yet crossed over into your realm. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Do you think having undead distraction might be more useful than live distraction in case of death rays? Uh we uh Monsieur Mumble suggested that the way that they usually summon the dragon by accident is by trying to change their circumstances and maybe he could do so again and have his people do the distracting to remove the dragon. I think if we make a big enough show pretending like we're about to come out there and steal the crystal from the dragon, he'll try to preempt us again. I think we just have to make a lot of noise out here. I just uh, don't know how. I'm pretty good at that. 
Is there a way to get back up to the cavern we came from following the stream? Um, there was a group of minstrels that we were traveling with. Do not use them as bait. <laughs> no, but like we could say you're going to come perform a concert. This is a good idea. Um, for a uh, special affair mm. for the king under the um, cavern, under the mountain. I was thinking I'd just cast Thunderwave. <laughs> or couldn't something. couldn't we just cause another cliff breakage by I casting mean, you spells? Guys really didn't seem to like those minstrels, so I just was trying to help out. You know? <laughs> I mean, I hate minstrels. I hate bards, but I don't want them to die. I guess. <laughs> well, no one's gonna die. Okay. I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't yeah. understand this position. How could you be in that state? Not wanting someone to die. We don't have to dwell on That's it. I just concerning. don't. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to that. Okay. <laughs> That's a lot to unpack, Snack. Snack, you can. What? You cannot like someone without hating them. I mean, really, just look at these guys. Not dying is almost a worse punishment when you think about it, Snack. Oh, interesting. Yes. True. So we should leave these minstrels to uh, entertain themselves with their noises. Yes. It is much worse fate. Tibby was disturbed by this line of reasoning. <laughs> he wants everyone to be kind to each other. <laughs> I also wouldn't wish the fate of an undead, never-dying group of minstrels stuck here in the game. <laughs> <laughs> On any living um, person. Good point, good point. Yeah, <laughs> On I the mean, dragon, even. <laughs> I, think, I think the dwarves, I mean, they can't die, right, Mumble? So I, I feel like that's the best course, is use your people as distraction. We go in, undercover, the dragon doesn't know we're here. I think that's a good assessment. Okay. And um, and um, your name, Miss uh, Half Fork. My name is Uli. Uli. Um, as much as I appreciate your offer to make noise on this end, you shouldn't be here when we do it. Um, chances are the dragon's going to be successful in whatever it wants to achieve tonight. Right. There's not a lot of you. All right. And so, what I'm saying is, this is more or less our last chance. So, the suicide spell. Um, I think it's fine if we make the noise and the dragon comes here and whatever happens to us happens to us. But as long as you succeed, everything will be fine, right? Will your key be destroyed by dragon fire? Eh, probably not. I'm sure it'll just scatter me across the across the pool here. I'll. Uh, who knows what that even feels like, but... I mean, you lost a finger, so that... Like, but bigger. <laughs> that all over. <laughs> he doesn't seem too excited about that, and he says, But, yes, I... The key will be intact, and you'll have earned it at that point. Yes, we will have. Sorry. I know I'm being selfish, but you have no use for it, so... Monsieur Majesty Mumble, uh, I would like you to know that... Your sacrifice has great meaning, and I would be honored to collect some of your bones to take back to my people. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a little much right now, maybe. And Holly looks like nervously at the m King Mumble. <laughs> um, Give us your riches and your bones. <laughs> he, uh, there's not much expression in Mumble's face, uh, or his, you know, skull, but he, uh, looks towards the infinite dark above him, and then he looks back at you, Tibio, and he says, A str strange request, probably more than I've ever heard, but, uh, given the circumstances, 
uh, I'm up for it. <laughs> wow. at, that, at that point, your soul will be released and you will be free. And so will all of your people. Your sacrifice will have great meaning. I guess in good. a cool way, That's, it's uh, a good way to share the story through Tibio. As much as I could hope to do as a king, hmm. I think. So then, this gap, it's pretty significant. I hope you all can fly. You seem like the magic type. Of course. Um, how how we'll, wide was uh, the gap? No, 50 feet. <laughs> that is an issue. We don't have a lot of resources to help you. We'll, uh, we'll wait for you to get out of sight by about uh, an hour or so, and then we'll start making noise. Now we need, we need a plan to get across this bridge. Can, can one of us fly? I can fly. Okay, I have a 63 <laughs> three <laughs> and 316th foot rope. Um, oh, perfect. So we could <laughs> make rope. some, yeah, tight rope or like army, whatever, not army crawl. I don't know what it is yeah. when you're hanging under a rope. But, yeah. But if someone could secure it across. Sloth mode. Sloth mode. Nick, you can yes. fly the rope over and secure it for us and we can come with you. Of course. Do you know how to tie knots? Of, of course. Okay. I, I, I would have assumed. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. I, can Nick, you, can you, you show us the knots that you will do? What? Can you show us? I do not need to perform for you, Tibio. That, that would be fruitless and pointless at this point. What would I tie it to? Uh, <laughs> tie it to my arm. Holly, like, pulled well, her arm. We do have to on, secure on it on side. this side. I do not want to waste all my tying knot energy right now. I can, of course, I can tie it. Don't worry. All right, you tie it on this end and show us your stuff, and then you can go ahead and fly. Snack, and you have to bring that rope to us. No going after that crystal yourself. Just like we planned, Bert, of course. Yes. All right. I uh, reach my arms out, like, wide for uh, Uli to give me the 60-odd feet of rope. <laughs> 63 and okay. 3 and 3 sixteenths <laughs> feet. All right. <laughs> I don't know what I wrote. <laughs> There's a lot of numbers. Here's the rope. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I just kind of um, wrap it around myself and then cast fly and um i definitely hold my uh cloak out to imitate wings as best i can and fly can we across attach it on this side first he just flies away with the rope <laughs> it's like when you um shoot an arrow with a rope on it forget to grab the end of it yeah yeah <laughs> so as i'm taking off you grab yeah i'm like piece. oh shit <laughs> okay, okay. i like and spin so, around yeah. in circles and unravel yeah. from it <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah like both you just start like careening through the air before you kind of correct yourself and uh and land on the other side you pass over that pillar in the middle which does not look very stable to be honest um but you make it to the other side and touch down there. And uh, what do you what do you want to tie it onto? It's there's not there, there's no like vegetation or anything. Um, there is maybe like an old uh, like brick pillar that may, might have once been a lamppost or something. Uh, but it's pretty big. A brick pillar. Yeah. Are any of the fixtures of the old bridge still over there? Yeah, that's pretty much all all that would be there is this one pillar. How like rough is the ground too? I guess is there. Uh, so there's like a, um, there's like paved brick path where the bridge used to like connect into the the side of the cliff there. So if you can imagine the surface of the bridge, like, you know, smoothly transitioned onto the continuing road that led deeper into the mine. Um, but since that's crumbled away, some of these bricks are sort of angled downwards and splitting apart and sort of falling off the edge of the cliff. Um, so it's, it's pretty like destroyed, but it's like it previously worked stone. 
I'll just go with the pillar, and what I'll do is I'll uh, wrap the rope around a few times. Mm. You've got, you've got, uh, I think, like six feet of rope on okay. the other side. I want to, if there's not enough slack, to enlarge the rope. <laughs> I assume it would get longer, also. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I'll just, <laughs> just do just, that. <laughs> just girth up the rope, I guess. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> uh, it only lasts for a minute, though. So. Oh shit. Uh, snack as you're going to wrap this rope around the brick pillar you see two things or you, you notice two things at once one is that there are other kobolds on this side of the bridge oh yeah uh two the rope that you're holding onto suddenly got extremely heavy and is dragging you back towards the open pit behind you uh... never mind <laughs> Um, so you are uh, being dragged towards the edge, and a bunch of kobolds are walking out towards you and snickering, and one of them is holding what looks like a slingshot in their hand. Get away from me! And uh, they move a little closer to you, and you can see that <laughs> all of these kobolds are in different states of decay. Um, you, some of them have some bones showing, some don't, but they all kind of look down at you and do that. <laughs> Very funny. You are the ones that are gross. And I uh, shoot an Eldritch Blast at one of them. Ooh, okay. I'm starting to forget that I'm holding the rope, and I kind of start letting it slip a bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, Uli, you can see this from the other side, just barely at the edge of your dark vision. That that snack is starting to slip off the cliff. Um, I'm going to message Snack, because I can hear the kobolds on the other side, and I'm going to say, Snack, tie Je the rope! Genie, not now! Hurry. All right. Snack, it's it's not Genie. Because <laughs> you can message me back. I oh, think. can I? You can reply in a whisper. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Got yep. it. All right. I can reply in your head, but you can you have to say it out loud. Okay. So, yeah, I, I am confused, especially with all the chaos going on. Yeah. So, I... Um, Snack, it's Holly. What? Um, tie the rope so we can get over there and help you. Hurry. All right. I uh, stop casting blasts uh, at the kobolds, and I... Um, attempt to fly since I still mm, yeah. have that yeah. available and try to like just wrap around and try to tie okay. a bit. Give me a, a, a strength check with advantage. 17. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's really tough for you to like, like hold onto this rope and get it across your body enough that you can kind of lean on your power of flight. Um, but you, yeah, you, you like superhero like like hit the gas <laughs> and uh, get get past this pillar enough that you can wrap the rope around once i'm actually worried <laughs> that the spell won't last long enough and it'll just like hmm. yoink some stuff around yeah i'll let it happen we'll see okay it's secure is it and then she's gonna message snack again like it's secure right of course it's tight okay let's go uh, okay. Snack, once you kind of like proved yourself with that like flying and tying the thing on, the kobolds like uh, kind of turned into each other and they all like scattered across the stones. Um, they're, they're kind of like hiding behind surfaces right now. So they're nearby, but they're afraid of you. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Holly will hop on the rope first. Okay. Then she's going to start going. Do I have to roll anything? Uh, it's fairly easy the way it's set up. You can actually just kind of shimmy yourself across without. Any Thank God. Shimmy, yeah. Shimmy, shimmy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I scoot across. Okay. Um, are you guys going to wait for Holly to make it to the other end before anybody else gets on there? I think everyone should go as fast as possible, and I'll go last. Okay. All right. So the order is going to be Holly, and then I'll go, and then Bert, and then Tibio, and then Uli. Yes. Okay. Um. When it, when you are all on the rope, <laughs> um, you hear a huge boom coming from the pool side where, uh, like where the castle is, 
uh, and you see, um, Snack, that one of the kobolds had peered over the rocks again and had fired that slingshot, which seems to be enchanted in some way to make the, the missile sort of detonate on impact. And so where you might have expected to see a rock kind of like hit stone and fly away, there is an impact and sort of a a burst and a bang that echoes down the chamber. I want that slingshot. So. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, you all kind of like stop and like look back at the the pool side and uh, maybe double your pace a little bit. So... Holly, being the brave one, uh, gets onto the other side uh, first and is able to secure herself. Oh, I made uh, it. Snack. Snack. Good job. Yes, thank you. Bert, just as you're gaining the strength or the courage, whatever, to um, to swing yourself onto the other cliff and off of the rope uh, to kind of dismount from this thing, uh, it's taken you a second to work it up, and all of a sudden you feel the rope start to kind of vibrate. And uh, you feel a sort of tension in it as uh, the rope begins to shrink back to normal size. Yeah, I'm like, I'm I like, like squeeze my eyes in concentration to try and keep <laughs> the spell going. Yeah. <laughs> Give me an arc- arcana check. We'll see how long you can keep Ooh, this up. I'm proficient in those. All right. Please, for the love of God, roll well. God, 11. Okay. Is um, that okay? <laughs> uh, Bert, what are you going to do in reaction to that? This rope is starting to wobble and tighten, and it sounds like it's going to snap. How far am I across so far? Like, you're, you're literally, like, at the cliff. There's just, like, another couple feet, but you have to kind of, like, swing down and, like, almost jump, sort of, to get onto the actual cliff. It's just a scary dismount. Heesh. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll jump. Okay. Uh, give me an uh, athletics or acrobatics, however you see that. <laughs> 17. All right. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, Bert does one of those landings where he's got his feet together and his arms kind of ah. like up. <laughs> and uh, he's perfectly fine on the other side. Um, what you see, though, is that um, I believe Tibio is not too far behind you, but Uli is maybe only halfway across, and she has stopped, and she's concentrating on the rope. Um, does Holly, I'm guessing, notice? Because she sees... Oh, yeah. Uh, Bert yeah. jump and land, and she's like, oh, no. Um, and she's like, Uli, what can I do? What can I do? Uh, keep it keep it big. Oh, wait, I can do that. Um, Holly holds out her crystal um, and starts concentrating, and she casts enlarge on the rope, because she is a cell too. Yeah. So, um, and she can make it last for up another, a 30, or another minute. Okay. Should it be like a quick transfer? Or yeah, something. Yeah. So, <laughs> two, three, two, one, and then I'll drop it as soon as she. You guys hear the rope kind of flex, and you can see some of the stone chip away on the pillar that it's tied to as the rope rapidly like shrinks and pulls in, and then expands again and gets heavy. And Uli, I need a strength check because this rope just suddenly kind of like whips itself and, and forms sort of a sine wave as you're being toggled <laughs> up and down. Oh, that's good. Hey. 19. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Uli's a, a big, tough person, and so she's able to hold on to that thick rope as this thing gets jostled up and down, and you just kind of wait for it to settle. But you can't wait too long because the spell's only got another 40 seconds on it. <laughs> go, go, go. I think I'm scared of heights also now. Yeah. I mean, I may not have been before. There is an infinite blackness beneath you. None of you can see to the bottom of this thing. Um, 
So as you're kind of passing uh, near, like just past that halfway point, mm. uh, another missile comes out of the darkness uh, ahead of you and smashes into that central pillar that used to support the bridge. And there's this huge explosion right behind you. Um, I'm not going to make you roll for it because that just seems like too many rolls to, for the same. <laughs> um, <laughs> but suffice it to say that pillar is destroyed and uh, these kobolds have given their position away. Uh, so Snack, you've just been like watching the darkness like I want this slingshot. <laughs> yeah. And you see a kobold with uh, it's, it's, all of its skin is worn away on its face and so it just has a skull for a head but it has a scaly body otherwise. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's raised up to shoot one and it sees that it kind of missed its target and it's going like <laughs> and it settles back b- below the rocks. I run after him. Yeah, uh, so all of you see Snack like just rip off towards this thing, and uh, you pull yourself up over this little rocky ledge, and you see it kind of laying prone and uh, waiting for another opportunity to, to pop out and shoot somebody. I'm actually going to stealth up and try out my new sick-looking dagger. Okay, yeah. And yeah, I'm going to try to sneak. I don't know if I'm like, does he see me? Like, am I right in front no, of him? No, he was hiding from you, so okay. he didn't even know that you saw him. Okay, Yeah. yeah, so I'm just going to try to stealth up behind him and then... Try to stab him. Okay. 18 for a stealth check. Oh, yeah. You beat him. Okay. Yeah. So I come up and actually, um, if he's holding the slingshot with his hand, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to chop the arm with the, the bones. Okay. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> uh, yeah. So you, you sneak up behind him and, uh, you know, his body is like pretty withered and decayed. So when you bring this uh, honking knife down on him, uh, you just kind of snap the sinew and take it off at the elbow. And so you've got the slingshot and the arm. Thank you, thank you. Bye now. And then I grab him and I'm going to try to throw him off a cliff. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. As you start talking to him, he just turns in you and goes. <laughs> um, and uh, you're going to try to throw him off the cliff? Yeah. All right. That's going to be a contested grapple. Okay. Does the armless go of them get has, disadvantage? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh, my God. Okay. He does. Huh? Let's see. Contested grapple would yeah. be uh, 18. Okay. Yeah. Uh, his disadvantage brought him down to a 16. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, he, I mean, he's, he's freshly dearmed, And so he goes to like grapple you and then he's like depending on his other hand to be there and there's just nothing to grab with. And, uh, and you just kind of like chuck him off the cliff without anybody ever knowing. <laughs> and you just come back with the slingshot. All right. Yep. And I whoop, like right into my lamp for later. So <laughs> I don't know if it's actually magical or where that was coming yeah, from, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys can all hear some kobold feet scampering away, kind of in every direction. Um, and Uli, you, you make it to the other side of the cliff, finally. Oh. <laughs> um, just to interject, when Tibio crossed, um, when he got to the cliff, his skeleton legs lifted up on their own, and like the feet were placed on the edge of the cliff, and then the skeleton just kind of like rolled <laughs> yeah. up. Like a Jacob's nice. ladder. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> just Amazing. Clack, clack, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, um, that fluid anatomy is pretty useful. I can assume that the dragon's going to be coming from wherever we're heading. Yep. We need to hide. Yeah. We made it all safe. But yes, I agree. We need to hide, Uli. So are um, there places to hide or what? There's uh, there's really like scant opportunities to, to, to conceal yourself out here. You'd need to travel a little further down the path uh, for any options. I think we should hurry because the kobold shot a thing. I don't know. It, it exploded, and I think that might alert the dragon to our presence. I would like to cast Alter Self okay. to make myself look like a kind of a zombie kobold. Okay. 
you going to be smaller then? Yeah. Yeah. So um, you can transform your appearance, decide mm-hmm. what you look like, mm-hmm. height, weight, facial features, sound of your voice, hair length, all of that. And it lasts for an hour. Okay. You can be a member of another race. Okay. Cool. Your none of your stats change. All right. <laughs> yeah. So little little kobold um, uli, I guess. I'm a big kobold though. Big kobold uli. Because I can't change my size size. You're like class or whatever. Your size class. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're still a medium kobold. Yeah. Yeah. So you're 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 kind of like a like a almost like a dragonborn kind yeah. of in between. Yeah. I just want to like blend in a little bit. Snack. What does that feel like? Hey, I look like you a little mm. bit. We will talk about this later. Okay. <laughs> this is appreciation. No. Not appropriate. We're going there. Okay. <laughs> um, Holly's going to roll a perception check while people are messing around okay. of, of what's ahead. She doesn't. She's the only one that doesn't have dark vision, too. So mm-hmm. <laughs> she can't see very much. But is there any blue moss around here? Yes, there is. Okay, cool. So it's a little bit of light. Natural one. Uh, how did you like sneak out that detail before the perception check? You were like about to roll a perception check, and you're like, "Is there blue moss?" And I'm like, "Yes." Wait, oh. shit. <laughs> just for being able to see. She was already yeah. shaking the yeah. die. She's like, "Ah, oh, just in passing. Is there blue moss?" Um, so I hit him. Yeah. <laughs> but you rolled a natural one. I rolled a nat one. Oh my a god. Natural one. Um, you know, it's like something bad's supposed to happen, but it was such a voluntary, like out of the blue kind of thing. It Look doesn't at all make those sense. Pillars. You run into a yeah. pillar. Yeah, yeah. you just trip oh, yeah. on something. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, you just you run straight into like a stalactite. Yeah. <laughs> ow! Oh, ouch! She hits her elbow, her funny bone. Careful, oh, Holly. Man, Tibio, how do you keep these things safe? <laughs> <laughs> well, when they don't have skin, they don't hurt so much. Oh, interesting. Let's hope we don't find out. <laughs> You all do notice um, that blue moss is here. Um, it's <laughs> only sometimes uh, is it lit. It's not very often. Uh, most of the time, it's just it glows like a really, really like pale, powdery blue. So you can see it in the darkness, but it's barely giving off light. Um, when you uh, continue down this path, uh, you all start to see a lot of spider webs. Mm, no, I hate spiders. Why do you do this? Sorry. Why, though? Because they're a low-level monster for us to find. Yeah. Adventure fodder. They didn't say anything about spiders. Why couldn't it be lizards? Lizard webs. Fish. <laughs> Fish webs. <laughs> the path that you were on was sort of this big, open expanse um, that was sort of almost like a flat plateau of stone, which actually leads into another more contained like cave tunnel now and it's in this tunnel that you're seeing all of these spider webs um the the path has become somewhat narrow before it opens into a large chamber with a high ceiling uh there are natural stone columns that reach up into the darkness again you can't see the ceiling in this chamber uh and before you are three mine shafts uh, they're labeled uh, with dwarven uh, runes. Those of you that can read it, uh, you can just see that it says Shaft 1, Shaft 2, and Shaft 3. Um, but across all of them are these thick webs that have a bit of a purple sheen to them. Well, it says Shaft 1, Shaft 2, Shaft 3, so that's not very useful, is it? Also, I know Dorvish. <laughs> Hi. 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 <laughs> a lot of my customers back in Tildry. I just felt like it was useful to learn. <laughs> uh, I need perception checks from everybody. Oh. Love that. I'm so bad at these. This is my first time rolling today. 11. 21. Ooh. Also 11. 12. 
Seven. Wow, a 21. Snick. Let's talk. Um, <laughs> so 21, you notice, Snack, uh, Shaft 2 has uh, kind of in the bottom right corner, there are a couple like clean cuts in the web uh, where where something has like passed through it. I guess you get everything. Okay, so you also notice a, <laughs> uh, a, a lump on the ground that is totally wrapped up in webs and you notice uh, movement uh, high up in the ceiling between the stalagmites or stalactites and columns on the webs. Everyone keep your heads up high. There's something above us. I have found something down here. And I go towards the lump on the ground. Mm-hmm. I take out the dagger and I'm going to try to cut it loose. Okay. Um, Holly looks up. You all do and don't see a spider. Um, Snack, as you're investigating this lump uh, that turns out to be uh, the deceased body of an elven person, um, it's really just another skeleton. This one doesn't seem to be animated. Um, uh, It is wearing a uh, a chain shirt, uh, which is extremely clean and lightweight. Um, And it also has a a crimson cloak that smells of sulfur. your your treasure hoarding instincts are telling you these might be magical mm-hmm. items. Okay. Uh, given the circumstances, I will uh, look around and I, I think to ask Bert to look at these, but then shove them into my lamp instead <laughs> for later. For those of you that heeded Snack's warning and are watching upwards, you do see the shimmer of these webs as something is pulling on them every now and then, and you can just see a little glint of light from some of the burning moss in the other room. And then you hear... What's up? What is all this now? Oh, no. Oh, it, it talks? Ooh, this is a new level of gross. Um, as it comes into the light of the haunted candles, uh, you can all make out this strange creature that has the body of a spider. It's got a large abdomen with eight legs, but sprouting from that abdomen like a centaur is the torso of an elf, uh, a dark elf, um, with long hair and sort of... Um, it's, uh, it's very thin in its physique, but it's also what you might call chiseled. Uh, it's got like a strong jaw and like nice abs and a good complexion and this like long, clean hair. So, so it's hot spider. Hot spider. Oh uh, no, it's hot. It's, uh, it's kind of like a emo kid hot spider with black hair. Sebastian. <laughs> spider elf. It uh, crawls down from this column and says, uh, well, 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 what is all this fresh? Fresh food. Mm-mm. Hello, sir. As he sort of, uh, he doesn't come too close to you guys. He's staying in the columns and just sort of moving on his webs. But he looks down and he says, oh, very fresh. And they're still living. How did I get so lucky? Sir, we are not for eating. You should let us be. We are here to break a curse. Mm. And I'm still tucked behind Uli. I'm just like peeking out from behind her back. <laughs> You want to break a curse? Sir, if we break the curse, more living will come down here. And you can eat them, but not us. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not interested in breaking any curses. I'm interested in mm, getting a bite to eat. <laughs> I'm also a little interested in... News. Mm. You look like you're all kind of... Fresh from the surface. Well, look at here. We have a, a verified, bona fide news reporter. Well. And she pushes Bert <laughs> onto the spider. <laughs> Thanks, Holly. Happy to help in any way that's not eating related. 
and uh hold on a second and uh he uh now that he's like on the webs maybe 10 feet from all of you still kind of suspended in air he takes a few long strides and bert he's suddenly just above you he's on top of you and he's moving past you over mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. and he's staring straight down at snack who's staring straight up and he says snack i never thought i would ever have to see you again what oh. how do you know my name what are you creature oh snack it's been a long time hasn't it I, I suppose so. I Snack uh, gets up and tries to give an actual look at him now that he's not obsessing over the items he just got. Oh, tis I, Snack. Lysander, remember? Who you and your friends bullied mercilessly until I retreated into the Underdark? <laughs> Lysander. Uh, just because I listen to different music? Just because I like to be in the music? dark? <laughs> music? Your own band? That's all you listen to, your own music? That's what real music was, Snack! You yeah. still don't know! And he runs up in the webs, up higher in the columns, away from all of you. I thought we were in danger there for a second, everyone. I, allies with this is fine. We just have a wet noodle that may uh, uh, wrap around our legs as we're trying to deal with this dragon thing. He says, oh, oh, times have changed, Snack. Oh, are you dry now? You're a dry noodle. <laughs> And uh, you hear some rummaging, and then all of a sudden you guys just hear a bunk as a corpse like lands like right between all of you. <laughs> he says, how's this for wet noodle? And all of a sudden you hear thunk, 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 thunk oh. as he's cutting corpses loose from his webs Gross. up high. Come and on, he says, dude. wet noodle, huh? I've got a higher body count than you'll ever have. We'll see about that. I've killed more than him, right, allies? Right? Oh, uh, totally. We, yes. we cannot be bested by him. Uh, change of plans. I don't think we can deal with this dragon thing anymore. <laughs> we must put a stop to Lysander. So here it is. Either I'm about to get a five-course meal, or you're going to tell me a story that I haven't heard that's so good that it tides me over until the next stupid adventurer wanders in here. No, we're just going to kill you, right? Well, I'll take a stab at that story thing. Sing it, no man. <laughs> I'm not much of a singer. Just a story you haven't heard, huh? Okay, okay. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Tim, your DM and your genie. I'm Hannah, playing Holly Hyacinth. I'm Thomas, I play Engelbert F.F. Wisherspoon. I'm Tara, and I play Tibio Femur. I'm John, I play Snack the Cobalt. And I'm Maggie, playing Uli. Uli.